This is Get Unstuck Radio, episode 15, The Bra Lab Experience with Leona Carter. Welcome to Get Unstuck Radio, the place to brainstorm with you on business and life strategy, to get unstuck with system, automation, and delegation, and also to get clarity for sustainable business and lifestyle. I'm your host, Mukita Panmuk. Let's get unstuck. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm here with my lovely Leona Carter. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, like today, her niche is very specific. She helped married professional women, especially. And you can see from her energy right now, or those who listen to the podcast, you know how energetic she is right now. And I'm very excited to talk to her. Disclaimer though, today's episode is only for mature only. So if you have any children, I love you. Um, this episode might not be for you. Apologize for that in advance. <laughs> warning, warning. <laughs> <laughs> Red flag like here. So Leona, tell us more about who you are. Absolutely. So um, as she said, my name is Leona Carter, and I am an international empowerment speaker. I'm a best-selling author, and I'm the creator of The Brawless Experience, and I'm also a talk show host. And so I just love empowering and helping women to their next levels. It's what I love to do. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. So right now, um, how come you be, you started this business then? You know, years ago, what's funny is I used to help moms. So that used to be my audience because my husband and I, we have six children, one grandson. Now, when you have six children, everybody wants advice from you. Everybody comes to you for advice. How do you have your children so well behaved? How do you get them to do this, right? And so I started with moms years ago, but then I transitioned to wives, you know, married professional women, particularly because the issues and the struggles that I was going through, there wasn't a community to really help me. And so what I did was created that community. Oh, wow. Okay. So what kind of community that you have been created? So the married professional women. So I actually help women, you know, let go of preconceived ideas. So let me tell imagine ladies, imagine you are coming home from work okay. and all you want to do is relax with a cup of hot tea or a glass of wine and change into your comfy clothes. Right. But the best feeling of all is when you take off your bra, right? Oh, you I agree. <laughs> you know that feeling because you want to be relaxed so that you can what? Be yourself. Uh-huh. And so that's what I help women do in the brawless experience. And so what we're letting go are those preconceived ideas that we think will make us successful and we're letting that go and once we do that then i the community i build i help women show up unapologetically in her brilliance her business and her bedroom and it's a game changer (laughs) okay okay tell us more about that okay let's walk through it let's walk through it then what about her yeah what about her billions then So her brilliance is really about 
owning your zone of genius so that you can dominate your brand. Now listen, what you do well, what you're an expert at, it has nothing to do with what you do. I know we think it does, but it doesn't. Listen, if you're a compassionate person, you're a person of integrity, you're going to be that person no matter what you do. But many times women connect who they are with what they do and they don't make the separation. So if they fail at what they do, they connect it to themselves being a failure. And that is not the case. And so I help women in unconventional ways to really tell the market what makes you valuable instead of the market telling you what you should be doing to be valuable. So oh, that's, oh, oh, that's like reverse engineer somehow because all the marketers out there tell you to check like your audience are and how it resonates with yourself, right? Talking that right. Yeah, yeah, but this is you, on the other hand. Yeah, yeah, because you because they tell you, oh, if you don't have this kind of a list, then you're not successful. If you don't do it this way, then then you're not going to be good. They they tell you, and that's. I mean, what do we expect? Uh huh. So you just remind us. Let's say I'm just like put myself into one of type of your audience already. That yeah. um should be yourself authentically and unapologetically, right? Yes, you got it. And so you know, so let me ask you, what is one characteristics that people say about you all the time? What's one thing? I'm too straightforward. <laughs> Okay, so what you do is use that characteristics. You no, know, so if you were on stage, because the business component, and I'll go to the business component of the Brawless experience, is I help people share their story and book speaking engagements. And so if that's what you do and that makes you unique, an example you would do is say, okay, so I'm so glad you're here today with me. Now, you guys know. I don't fluff around, I tell you exactly like it is, right? So let's get ready to dive into what we're gonna learn today. So you unapologetically tell the market, this is how I am. You know, I don't fluff around, I don't beat around the bush, I'm gonna tell you just like it is because I want to see you grow. And that's an example of how you show up unapologetically in yourself. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you the way that you give me the demonstration. And yeah, I'm so glad you tell me that as well. Thank you. Yeah, um, so don't think, it's, don't think it's a bad thing. It's part of your wiring and it's going to make you unique in the marketplace because people need people like you, right? You know, your audience needs you not to say, oh, that's a great shirt you got. Oh, that's a great color. They don't want to hear that. They want to know this is how it's going this is what it's going to take to get better so i can dominate my brand so yes keep that up that's awesome i will yeah that's great and for this part like the her billions part what are the toughest um struggle that you face from your clients then because oh my gosh you would not believe women have master's degree two PhDs, and they still don't think they're enough. It yeah, I understand that. <laughs> is, 
It is amazing. And so because society, you know, some of those things we're letting go, society told us you are brilliant when you have a master's degree. You are brilliant when you have that doctorate degree. But people are getting those degrees and they still feel like they're enough. They're not enough. And so I have to let women know that, yeah, that's great. It's going to add to your value as an individual, but you still are who you are and uniquely wired with or without a master's degree. It can only help. It's not going to make you a, you know, a bad person, but that's not who you are, you know? And so uh, really helping women to own who they are is so hard and it's a lot of work, but it can be done. I think this also involved with like seeking validation all the time, you know, that's somehow <laughs> at the back of my brain since I was young and until now, like, mom, can you help me thinking about this? Something like that. So yeah, I mean, it stick to our habits somehow that if this is not going to work, what should I do instead? Right? Mm -hmm. Right. And when I changed my audience, years ago from moms to married professional women, I told my email list, feel free to unfollow me. You know, I'm changing my audience. Thank you so much for allowing me to serve you all this time. And do you know, hardly anyone unfollowed me? Only about three people unfollowed me and they followed me to the new thing. I was shocked. I was shocked because I was like, I even sent a second email out. I was like, okay, everybody, <laughs> you can unfollow me. And this time I sent um, an option. I said, so you can stay with me or unfollow me. Which one do you choose? Everybody said, stay, stay, stay. I was Ooh. like, wow. So it's just a great example of people follow you and connect with you because of who you are, not what you do and so of course if you can help them with what you do that makes it even better but they already like you and are attached to you because of you showing up unapologetically as yourself yeah i mean that's very important because like i'm still at the part that i'm building my audience like growing my audience as well so I found out at the very first start, like two years ago, that it's very hard to filter out those who actually just like one stop and then go away, you know, just like bypass me, not like stay forever. But some raving fan will remain. Either I have changed too many niches, but they're still there. I mean, that's crazy. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that something? Raving fans, because they're a fan of who you are and how you help people and how you show up in the marketplace. So whether you're a lawyer or a graphic designer, you're still going to be Leona. You're still going to be you, right? And so, um, and so the last part of the Brawless experience is the bedroom, her bedroom. Now, let me tell you about this. This was the main reason why I built this community. So this year, my husband and I will be um, celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary, right? All right. You mentioned that you, get, you got married in 1995. I was born in <laughs> 1993. <Okay. laughs> oh, my God. I right. know. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're so young, but you're, you're brilliant. You're young and brilliant. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, so growing up, I mean, when I got married, I knew, listen, I knew on my wedding night, something wasn't right. Oh. So I didn't even get 10, 20 years into my marriage. I knew on the wedding night, something wasn't right. So here I am married to this great guy, but the intimacy and the, the intimacy, the intimate feelings that you should have as a new wife and oh my God, I didn't have any of those feelings. I was like, what is wrong with me? Why? I'm on my honeymoon. Everything is perfect. Listen, everything is perfect. But my feelings were not connected with the physical, you know, physical things that I was doing. The feelings, I, I, I had to go through the motions because there was no emotions to connect with my emotions, right? And I didn't understand it. But here I am years later, I find out that I'm chemically imbalanced. Mm. And so what it seems like, what it feels like is I don't even have a sex drive. That's what it feels like. And so through all that here years, I've had surgeries because of it. I've had therapy because of it. I've been on 13 medications because of it. So much stuff. And I realized that I can't be alone. At first I thought I was alone because I'm trying to be this great wife and I'm failing. And, but when I did market research, I did a seven day market research and I heard from over 200 women Ooh. in that seven days. And they said, Leona, me too. I'm going through the same thing. That's exactly how I feel. Listen, they even had the surgeries that I had. They had the physical therapies that I had. So once I knew I was not alone, but people aren't talking about it because it's embarrassing, you know, it's shameful, you think it's you, you don't know. And so I begin to talk about it. So tell us more about it. <laughs> you just started and then you stop, okay? <laughs> I'm like being student right here. Okay, carry on. <laughs> yeah, What's wrong? I, What's wrong? Yeah, I... I begin to talk about it. And so what, you know, her bedroom component of the brawless experience is about enhancing your intimacy with your husband. Now, every marriage doesn't have intimacy issues like I did and so many other women, but every marriage have to be intentional about fostering intimacy ongoing in your marriage. It's just like, you know, building a business and building a marriage is very similar. If you don't give it the attention it needs, it will dwindle and you won't even know who you are in either scenario. And so, uh, so I help women. And so what I do is in the bedroom, it's five, you know, it's a sub course in that course. Five is called the wedding night. Five I would key take note. questions. <laughs> <laughs> Five key questions you were too afraid to ask then, but you are ready to ask now. Because on my wedding night, I was too afraid to ask those questions. I didn't want to feel like a bad wife and you know inconsiderate and ask those questions. But now 
20 years plus? Oh, I'm asking all the questions. <laughs> and I am not afraid. <laughs> so what are the questions then? So some of the questions, and I'll give you some of it because you have to be in the course to get all the other Oh, yeah, stuff. sure. Just give me some. Just give me some. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so one of the questions is, how often are we going to have sex? Oh, yeah. How often? Because society says every waking moment, every day, morning, noon, and night. <laughs> and when you're really married and you realize uh, that's not a reality and that's not going to happen. <laughs> so what, what does that look like for us? And it's different for everybody, right? And so it's about having that authentic, open, vulnerable conversation with your husband and not, you know, not making it feel like, well, dang, how often do we have to do it? You know, <laughs> not making it feel, you know, degrading or anything like that, but really asking that question. And you will be surprised. Husbands love that. They want to help. They want to, you know, please the wife. They want to be there, but they just don't know how to do it. And if you come and ask the question, oh, they'll be happy to say, you know what? I was thinking, you know, and they'll answer those questions. That's one of the juicy questions that you would ask, but I wouldn't ask that on my wedding night. No way. You have to ask before, isn't it? Or after? I don't know. When should it be asked about this question? I mean, how you make the decision that you're going to marry to this guy. I think that's also another issue, right? Well, yeah, because, um, well, you know, growing up in a, a Christian, as a Christian, we didn't, um, you know, it, as a young girl, we didn't um, entertain a lot of sex before mm -hmm. marriage. And so, um, you know, so we had marriage counseling, things like that. But a lot of the things that you need to explore with your husband was encouraged after we were married we would have conversations but we wouldn't be trying things out <laughs> you know what i'm saying got it got it now okay uh -huh. until after you're married but but still i didn't realize i didn't know the difference between having sex and building intimacy they're different but you know as a young bride you think they're the same and if if you're not doing this enough then you think you're not building intimacy enough, you know? And so I've learned along the way. And so now I can help other married women too. Yeah. And since these three parts are very important, but in your opinion and from your experience, how it relates between each other? For billions. That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question because many women, married women, they're building a business and building a marriage and it's easily to show up on facebook and say hey my business is doing good and i'm doing this or i, I could use some help in my business in this area but people don't do the same in marriage they struggle in silence you know they don't tell anybody because they don't want to be looked at as a failure wife and so, but the same effort you put into building your business, learning your audience, knowing what works, knowing what doesn't work is the same effort, if not more, you put in your relationship. And so I know that 
as a married professional woman, I'm building my business. It doesn't mean my marriage is perfect because just like I have to be intentional about my business, I have to be intentional about my marriage. And in both of those, you have to be confident to show up in your brilliance in both. Yeah, I totally agree. Because like relationship really affect your daily life though, right? Because like yeah. <laughs> it's a part of us and it's every day is something that we can feel supportive and motivate every single day when we wake up from it. So if it's not working, something gonna got effect like in the long run, either study, either work and so on, all things gonna get messy. Yeah, because I mean, people are struggling in their marriage and they're wondering why their business is having hiccups and they're thinking, oh, it must be oh. my marketing. Oh, it, it must be, I, I don't know my audience, but you're struggling here because you're struggling here. Mm -hmm. But many people don't connect the dots. I remember having a, you know, a disagreement with my husband. And I said, well, if our marriage is rocky like it is, I guess I'll go do something else that I'm good at. And he said, well, that's nice for you because if it's not working here, then it's not going to work here for me too. So what he was saying is he was feeling down in our marriage and it translated to the job. Mm. And so people were saying, you know, hey, Omar, what's going on with you? And he was saying, you know, oh, nothing. But he wasn't himself because he was not himself in his marriage and it was affecting other areas. And so, and that's how it is. Our relationships, you know, if we have a mom dying of cancer, we're going to feel that thing at our nine to five. We're going to feel it. You can't separate those emotions like that because we're, we're the same person in every situation. And so every situation affects our person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really makes sense. But again, if that person um, prioritized the work before the love part. Wait, wait, ask that again, what did you say? So in case that that lady, even though she already married, but she prioritized the work, her career path, rather than the relationship. Mm, that's a good question. That's a good question because, you know, it's easy to do. Let me tell you, it's easy to do, especially in my situation because my emotions weren't connected with my emotions in marriage, but my emotions were totally there in my business. And so when I'm passionate about helping an entrepreneur or bringing clarity, I love it and I'm on fire and it, I come alive. But I didn't do that in the marriage, you know, in the intimacy component of it. I mean, I would love going to movies, date night, hold hands, but when it came to physical intimacy, I wasn't like, woohoo, yeah, let's go. <laughs> I just wasn't, right? And so, <laughs> like, so, I'm so tired already. So later then, like, yeah, procrastinate and then like, no, not now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry, I got a headache. I mean, wait, hold on, wait, where's the headache? Oh, there it is. Yeah, I got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Right? But, and so, so what I say to women who were just like me, I say, because one might come more natural than the other, you have to prioritize and be intentional in both. And so maybe you don't have to work hard to love your business because it comes so effortlessly and you love it so much. So I need you to take those same skills and apply it to your marriage. Show up in your marriage like you do in your business. Set a time, set aside time in your marriage like you do your business so that you can excel in both. Yeah, because like once you get married, you don't want anything to change that status, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, and every woman that's married, you know, sometimes their marriage doesn't work. And, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, but I know that, you know, it can work. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a testament that it can work. But it, it doesn't work by default. It works by you putting in the work so that it can work. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree. Um, yeah. So talking about you, you're doing many things on yourself right now, and you told me that you have a team. So since the marriage part and your business part are the big thing in your life, and how you manage the team to work for you so that you can work authentically and effortlessly. So that's good because listen, you cannot be a. a build an empire of one. You cannot do it all. The minute you think, if I don't do it all, I won't be successful, you've already failed. So listen, you have to know, you have to know what you're good at and what things you can delegate to your team. Because when I'm speaking, I can't have a team member do that. I can't have one of my team members do that for me. I know that I have to do that. And so some of the other things, emailing, connecting with conferences, those other things I need to delegate to other people because when you're using all of your brain power to do everything, all of your energy in so many dynamics, so many places, then you don't show up as the best of you when you need you, if that makes sense. Oh, indeed, 100%. I'm all in with you here. (laughs) And so, um, so what I had to learn, just because I can do it all, doesn't mean I need to do it all. And so, in, or if you can get to your destination and your dream by yourself, then your dream is too small. You cannot get to the, you know, to the big goals and dreams without using the, you know, um, talent of your team. And so, figure out what can you delegate to someone else. I know you're probably working a nine to five and you have a side hustle, and you're a mom, and you're a wife, and you're trying to do it all, right? So you need to scale back and reprioritize 
what you need to show up in and what you can delegate to your team because your team wants to feel valued as well. They're a part of your dream and your vision because they believe in you. So you in turn need to believe in them. And so if you give them, you know, let them know what your heart is, what your desire, if they don't already know, and trust your team to deliver and show up for you. You know, don't micromanage what you told them they're in charge of, right? You told them they're in charge, then let them be in charge. So if you have questions or you have to course correct, that's perfectly fine, but empower your team to be a team to show up for you. And you'll be surprised how you'll have less stress and you'll be able to really be creative in what you're called to do because you allow others to do the things you don't need to do. Oh, that's amazing. And in terms of time management, since you're already um, grandparents, right? And also... <laughs> Yeah, um, you're amazing. I mean, I keep saying that you still look amazing and <laughs> you're still a wife, of course. And you also like having a great business right here and have to take care of your children and also your grandchildren as well. I'm not sure how many, but like that's, that's the thing that you are having on day-to-day -day basis. How you manage your time? That's a great question. So one of the things... <clears throat> Such a good question. Listen, okay, one of the things, when you say yes to someone else, you are saying no to you. Mm. And so what I need women to understand and learn is you cannot please everybody. So I want you to take people pleasing off your list. I need you to cross it off your list because your ability to please everybody is using up all your time and you don't have time for yourself. And so you have to, again, scale back, you know, and find things you can eliminate out of your time. And so one of the things that I've done is I have taken watching TV out of my routine. I've taken that out because I want to use my time wisely. Listen, I have six kids and I raised all six of those kids. I don't have a living nanny, right? And so I had to be intentional about one, making sure my kids were well behaved so that I can take them to the library and they can study and read their books while I'm on the computer. Not for long, right? I mean, they're kids, so not for long, but my home training helped me when I needed them to sit for 30 minutes, sit for an hour, wow. read, read books, you know, things like that, right? Because I put the time in so that I can get that time back. Wow. And so, uh, and then another thing, you know, you time block. And so when I wake up in the morning, I have a routine that I do. You know, my kids are bigger now, but I did all this growing up. So now that most of them are out of the house, I'm already flowing in my business because I build it while raising them. And so you time block. So you time block from, you know, 
8 a.m. to 10 a.m. I'm going to, you know, have quiet time, meditate, drink my coffee, look at my calendar, outline my plan for the day. And then you, you know, you stick to that time block. And then, you know, maybe from 12 to 2, I'm going to um, return calls and check emails. After 2, I'm not doing that throughout the day. Okay, another time-saving strategy is put your phone on do not disturb 90% of the day. I'm going to say that again. 90%? Okay. Wow. Put your phone on do not disturb 90% of the day because what we do is all day long we're responding to our phone. So you need to put your phone so that it, it responds to you. You go to your phone when you're ready to return calls and check texts and things like that. Not wasting all of your day responding to your phone because what we do is we respond to a text. Oh, okay, we're gonna do that at three. Okay, well, while I'm here, let me look up here. Oh, let me go on Facebook real quick. Oh, let me do this. And then boom, my hour has went by easily, right? Mm. And so you respond to your phone. I'm sorry, you, you don't respond to your phone, but your phone responds to you. Mm. And you will see how chunks of time you'll get back because you're not always responding. And so those are the, I mean, it's like super, being super intentional about your time. Listen, a mother... A wife of six kids is not supposed to be able to travel all over the world and speak. It's not supposed to be able to build an empire in a business, but I did because I was intentional about my time early on, and now I'm able to have that time back. I'm proud. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. Just like, of course, one day I want to be like you, right? I can travel the world, <laughs> anything else. I'm getting there. Um, I mean, you're amazing and I really respect you on everything that you do. So this comes to another thing that um, I'm curious about. So I would uh -huh. like you to share with me. Since you have built this empire, anyone who come into your, um, how to call it, ecosystem, your company, yeah. how do you recruit them? And what are the cultures looks like from yourself to them and how you work as a team? Okay, that's great because... I had, I know my values and, you know, what I bring and, you know, my strengths, my weaknesses. And so when I build my team right now, I have a team of eight wives and, um, well, actually it's, it's 10 of us, nine wives, 10 of us all together. And we're part of, um, our, my TV show. The TV show is made up of wives, five you know, five wives at a time, but there's 10 of us so that we can all alternate. And so when I was intentional about building that team, I wanted people that are different than me. Um, it's, it's different, you know, different nationalities, different businesses, different strengths, right? And so I'm uh, an energetic, outgoing person. There's one other person on my team who is like me, energetic, outgoing, but we can't have 10 people who's energetic and outgoing, right? We can't, it won't work. And so 
I have lawyers on my team. I have web designers on my team. I have podcast managers on my team. And so we all bring a different dynamic. But I, I knew what I was looking for. One of the things that we all have in common is that we're all Christian married professional women. And I needed to be intentional about that because some of the conversations that we talk about, especially with her bedroom, we're talking about how do you build a business in your bedroom? We're having those conversations, but I needed my team to foundationally uh, build from the same plank, if that makes sense. So I, you know, because of, um, you have to be sensitive about the conversation of your husband and marriage. And, and so I didn't want, um, you know, did so many uh, different perspectives that wasn't built on the same foundation that it were, you know, that we're building on because it's different. I mean, I, I, there, you know, some of the dynamics, uh, 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 you know, like homosexual relationships, that's fine and things like that, but I don't have that experience. And so I can't, you know, in part and help you in that marriage dynamic because I, I don't know and I don't have that experience. And so we're talking, you know, all of us are talking from the experience that we have. And so it's real intentional about building a team that complements you, but that brings some strengths where you're weak. And so that it makes it a nice balance. And it's amazing. I love the team that I work with. Yeah, that's how you fulfill, right? Feeling the yeah. gap. Yeah, I mean, so far the interview, um, I mean, I have learned a lot from you. And what I noticed is that you have, say, intentional on everything that you say. So you, oh, yeah. so you select, you choose to do that. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you are the you play the game. You don't let anyone play your game. So yeah. <laughs> that's the key that I get from today. Oh yeah. That's, I mean, it's because um, you can't tell me how I should show up. You can't tell me what makes me successful. You can't, I tell me. And so when I tell me, then, then I know of how, what I'm looking for, you know, if I know my weakness is um, relaxing and, you know, calming down and staying in one place, <laughs> if I know that that's my weakness, then I'm going to connect with someone else who's good at that, right? That that's their strength. They, they don't have to be all like this in order to bring authority. And so I want to connect with that woman, that wife, that does that, you know? And so when you know who you are, you're not in competition with no one else. It's about collaboration, not competition. And so, but most women, you, you're, you don't want to share your stage with someone else because you're competing. But guess what? Nobody has the marriage I have. Nobody has the children I have. Nobody cried the tears that I cried. Nobody had the struggles that I had. So you can't be me. There's no way you can be me because if there's two duplicates of the same thing, then one of them is not necessary. 
Oh, right. Wow. That's so strong. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I believe anyone who listen or watching right now would like to know how to work with you because definitely their life going to change. Absolutely. I'm telling you, you will never be the same. You will never look at things the same and you're going to know who you are after you work with me. I'm telling you. So I invite five married women to really, you know, connect with me so that I can help you show up unapologetically in your brilliance, your business, and your bedroom. And, you know, it's a 12-week course. We go four weeks on each topic, right? And so you're going to, it's a small group of us, but you're getting that one-on-one -on -one attention so I can help you. I don't make it a big, big group because it's too, you know, I can't give you the attention that you need. And so, you know, so I invite women to join me in the brawlest experience. You can learn more at heycoachcarter.com. Hey, like, hey, H-E-Y, hey, Coach Carter, heycoachcarter.com. <laughs> okay. Anyone just reach out to her. She's amazing. I mean, thank you so much for today, Leona. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Unstuck Radio. If you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new show every week. I would love to if you left us the review. If you want to get unstuck, check my 5-step entrepreneur freedom formula for scaling your business without sacrificing your lifestyle at worldwideweb.extraordinarilybymutita.com forward slash freedom. Speak then.